Chicken Chaser. Oh, look, it's Chicken Chaser. Hello and welcome to another edition of the G.E.K podcast. Today it's a special Eurogamer Expo episode. Indeed. Yeah. What is it? It would be 33, wouldn't it? This would be 33. 33. But we had an amazing Friday at Eurogamer Expo, the annual um, games conference down in London. London town. I promise that'll be the only company I do for the rest of the episode. And there we are. Done. Job's good. Unlike when we were actually down in London when it, it wasn't the end of the Cockney, every now and again. There's just no, there's just no way you're surrounded by fellow Cockneys. <laughs> um, you can't help it. It's like I'm now working with a Geordie girl. I keep going into a Geordie accent. I cannot help it. Anyway, that's not important right now. What is important is we saw some amazing stuff. Um, I don't know whether anyone's ever anyone who listens has ever been to Eurogamer Expo, but literally it's, it's the UK's biggest games convention and it is massive i'd love to compare it to something like e3 or gamescom or tokyo game show and see how big it is compared to i'd love to go to any of them yeah well let's get this by for some press passes for e3 for next year and see what (laughs) i think they're definitely on my bucket list i'd love to go to e3 and i'd love to go to tgs yeah tgs would just be awesome yeah so stoked on a friday tgs fridays no don't do don't do that (laughs) Don't attempt comedy. It's probably for well, the Well, we don't normally. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it was pretty amazing. We got to play on Xbox Ones. We got to play on PlayStation 4s. Mm-hmm. We got free things. Um, it was ace- that, This was our first press pass experience, wasn't it? It was. So, um, you know, perks of the amazing one as well. Yeah. Um, just waltzing in ahead of all the people in the queue and getting pink wristbands instead of green. It's like I think that was probably one, one of the first things we roll. when we walked in, when we come off the tube and we walked towards the Earl's Court. Mm-hmm. Just the queue was just phenomenal that was down the side of the building. Horrendous. And I was like, oh no. And then we just walked up to the security guard right at the front. It's like, right, so, uh, so where do the press get in? She was like, can I see your ticket? And I was like, here you go, showing her the press thing. And she went, right, follow me and just walked us right through into it. And we literally just walked in and was like, Yep, yeah, press. Boom. Geek.com. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, he was like, what's your company name? Oh, you know, g.e.e.k.com. It's like, oh, that's excellent. I've heard all about yeah, you, and oh. your podcast is probably the it, greatest it thing I've ever heard in my life. He said it rocks. That was the words he used. Yeah, and, yeah. and I agreed. Mm. I, I had to. I had no choice but to. Um, and we gave him a card, and he was like, I will treasure it always. And forever. Yep. Um, yeah, so anyway... Um, the game, the, well, the show itself was just awesome. It opened up, and I think probably one of the highlights for me, anyway, is because I'm a massive Worms fan. Okay, <laughs> within as, the first three minutes. As soon as I walked in, I literally got to have my photo taken with Boggy B. You know, it's just one of those those things that you always would love to do. Because when you've ever first seen like the Worms when it first came out, they had the the costumes. Yep. Like, all over the shops that you never used to be able did to we, attend to. Did we tell that story of when I wore it? No. Should we? Well, you carry on with that, and I'll tell the yeah. story. So obviously, with me being a massive Worms fan, I was I was dead happy about that. Anyway, um, I, as you'll be able to see in the video, I was wearing my Super Sheep T-shirt. Yes, true. Um, which just coincidentally was just quite an awesome little thing. Yeah. Um, and Boggy B was dead happy with the fact that I was wearing my Worms um, T-shirt. He was like pointing to it, laughing and joking, doing a little hand shaky movement, like dead happy about it. I was just dead happy to be hugging Boggy B. Yeah, touching you know, him, life touching was just, his life was just so flesh. Good. And we got some worm stickers as well. True, amazing worm yeah. stickers. First of the the, be- the freebies of the day. And in fact, the first freebie of the day was amazing. We came off the um, off the London Euston uh, tube. Oh yeah, true. Came out yeah. and there's some Give guys, guys stood outside out. with um, with some megaphones. Have you got the? And, they, no, uh, they didn't even have a web website, did they? They didn't have a website, no. no. Um, but, but what they did have was a massive megaphone. There's a guy with a megaphone, and you could hear him shouting out, Who hates DRM? Who wants to join us in the fight against DRM? Anybody? What if we have free T-shirts? <laughs> and then yeah, four and people then were like, Oh, like, free T-shirts? <laughs> Before we crossed that. the road. So we uh, ran across the road and, uh, uh, yeah, and got some free T-shirts and said, Yes, we hate DRM. Everyone hates DRM. Who doesn't? 
apart from yeah. Sony, Microsoft, and the like. Yeah, the only reference point we've got, because they don't have a website, they don't have anything. It just says, no DRM, tell us your story, hashtag no DRM. Okay. That's the only... Well, uh, we'll... We'll hashtag a, a, a tweet for this episode and yeah, tell the them free that t-shirt. We, hey, we talked about you. It genuinely looks like, um, imagine the original Red Faction yeah. uh, thing, or even just like a Russian like political statement. That's mm-hmm. exactly what the, what the I suppose, the logo looks like. It's just a clenched fist yep. done in like a sort of a, a commie style. True. Looks really, really nice. But the t-shirt's pretty awesome as well. <laughs> Love the t-shirt. And the cause. And the cause as well. The cause is probably awesome. the best thing, anyway. Yeah, I um, buy most of my PC games if I ever buy them on um, on GOG, and ninety nine percent of that is DRM free, which is always yeah. nice. Of course it is. But, but yeah, um, it was just a day full of freebies, awesome games, and amazing interviews. Yes, which will bring you shortly. Shall we tease? Should we see little teasers and tell them who we spoke to? I think we should do a little okay. tease. So uh, later on, we'll have a interview with, I don't know his name, I feel really bad I didn't ask him his name, but one of the developers of Surgeon Simulator. Um, and then we talk to lead designer. Yep, Ted uh, Timmons. Ted Timmons from Lionhead. From Lionhead. Uh, he was a lead designer on Fable Anniversary. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Alexia as well from Lionhead, who yeah. helped set up this interview. Yes. Um, the people in Lionhead staff are just so friendly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're amazing. I mean, she was awfully friendly anyway, helping us set up. It was the fact up. the lead designer was there at the booth, yeah. just talking and to people in the queue and stuff. Just walking up and down, just yeah. chatting to everybody in the queue. Didn't have like any set any time limits. Yeah. Anyone who looked like they really enjoyed themselves and was chatting away to him, he'd start handing out like free badges and exactly. chicken chaser t-shirt, yeah. which I was quite gutted. I even dropped a few hints and I never got one. I was like, no, I really wanted a chicken chaser t-shirt. Chicken it chaser. Amazing. It was literally oh, the Lionhead like, logo, if you imagine that. So it says Lionhead Studios in the black and white writing. Instead of the lion head, it was just a chicken head. It was amazing. Yeah. I really, really wanted one. But yeah. See, that was the nice. Whereas we, we, we asked them, um, we were... We're going to play Assassin's Creed 4. Um, we we asked one of the Ubisoft guys there, like, uh, is there anyone we could speak to, like, to speak to us about, about the game, um, do a bit of promo for the for um, Assassin's Creed 4? And like, oh no, we we are not allowed to uh, talk about the game. No, and and any camera work we tried to do, we tried to record a little thing in front of the uh, in front of the the you know the basically the gaming area. Just nope. Yeah. Didn't like it. It was, it was not no, one bit. Most most of the people were really friendly and tried to help you out, but there Except was some Ubi. publishers that were just like, "No, yeah. you do not do this." Like Surgeon Simulator, they were like, "Yeah, amazing. We'll go. I'll go and get one of the one of the devs." And they're like, and that you. was amazing, as you'll see on the video um, in the link. Oh yeah, in a post. Ev- everything that we've um, every everyone we interviewed, we've got it on one film. Um, so we'll be on all the on the YouTube channel. We'll put. I'm going to edit in the um, the actual interviews into this pod, so they'll come up every now and again. Um, but you can watch it all there. Um, yeah, yeah. The the whole surgery yeah. simulator was just brilliant. We played 2013 edition. Uh, you had the you had the We're normal. Ahead here. All right, sorry. We'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, Surgeon Simulator 2013 was awesome, um, but it was a special version of it. It was. <laughs> that's what I want to discuss. But we'll, we'll get go that. into that in a bit then. Um, I'm going to tell my worm story now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what we were talking about. So, yeah, this big giant like larger than life worm um walking around the, the expo about seven foot yeah about that um back when worms world party was getting released the best worms on game. the dreamcast me and reg were working at the unnamed game shop and um basically some rep from team 17 had been in and we were like can we sort out like a promo day we'll get some stuff down because you know we love it we love the dreamcast we love worms what can we do and he's like oh yeah we'll we'll see if we can get you the worm costume and everything and we're like that will be amazing. Yeah. They brought it down. And Boggy B was just like, just a pink worm. Just a normal worm. But if you remember back to, I think, the Worms 2 cover, where it was, it was the, the worm with just like commando style get up. Yeah. With like, you know, um, ammo belts and guns and everything. It was that sort of thing. Like headband. It was amazing. They brought that uh, that in. I got into it. And I just went walking around the retail park, or when, shuffling around the retail park. When you say you got park. into it, do you mean you actually wore it, or you actually physically got into it, started kissing it with it. tongues and stuff? That's no, I wore it. All oh, right, okay. Like, like a human skin. Nice. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah. Well, it, the, the the best thing was, it just looked like a big giant foam statue. So obviously, walking around, people were like, "Oh, look, it's the worm." And I was like, "Hello," and stuff like that. 
Um, and the, the way our shop was, there was two main doors with a little area in, in between with two little bollards to stop ram raiding. <laughs> so I was kind of walking around outside, and then it got a bit quiet, and I was like, mm, okay, let's, let's have a bit of fun with this. And I just kind of went in front of the two bollards between the doors and just backed up slowly in between until I felt I hit the wall and just stood there like motionless for a good 10 minutes just standing there let people walk past going oh look it's a worm oh wow it's a worm little kids start poking and whatever and then at one point I was like but I, everyone had seen me kind of I think at that point did you know uh, move so I thought I'm just gonna wait and wait and I clocked this woman with two little kids right the way down the other end of the retail park and she was kind of coming along, coming along a bit closer. And as she came up, the kids went up and started playing around with it, like poking and whatever, going, yeah, look, it's a worm, mum. And then suddenly it just went, and just moved forward. <laughs> the woman jumped out of her skin, <laughs> ran about three shops down, two little kids still standing there. <laughs> and then came back, I hate you, I hate you. It was brilliant. Highlight of my entire career. Uh-oh. <laughs> so good. <sighs> but that was my worm story. Um, yeah, so then what did we do? So we went and played Surgeon Simulator 2013. Not, sorry, sorry. 13. 13. 13. 2013. 1-3. Um, it was, and it looked very impressive. Now, I've I've never played it, but I've seen, as everyone is, all the videos on YouTube, you know, PewDiePie, Tobuscus, Rooster Teeth, all those people playing it, and it looks amazing. Looks really, you know, really fun idea. Um Yet, the version they had there was Oculus Rift. Yep. Right, so that is what we had to go of. That was like, we need to play Oculus Rift while we're here. What's all this hype about the Oculus Rift? It's like a VR helmet, like we had 12 years ago, but good. Yeah, the it was just, it was so, it. so entertaining. It was, it was one of those, when you watch people playing it, you're like, oh my God, just grab it. Well, the problem is, this was one of the new it levels. quite easy. Yeah, it was... It one of the space levels. You now have to do op- operations in space, so no gravity. So basically, you start the level. There's the there's the the kind of the person there with the chest open, ribs and heart, and whatever, and you have to do a heart transplant. But the level starts with all the tools and the heart just floating around in front of you in space. So you've got to use this kind of obviously you've got the mask, the the actual Oculus Rift on, and that's 3D. So you've got your depth perception, and everything. But then they add um, wireless controllers like emotion controllers like Wii style thing so you just you just you could tell no one I quite had the coordination to do it it was so hard as you'll see from the video yeah. like I, I I hit the desk a couple of times nearly hit a person <laughs> I could hear people laughing yeah. over the headphones I had on because I was like just going nowhere near it and then when you eventually do manage to find it it's it's the, the weirdest thing because I haven't been in a VR machine for for many no. years, it was like it was ridiculous. I think it was like Alton Towers. I think it was probably the last one we went in when you do the <gasps> yeah. night tail thing. Yeah, and years That's ago, long gone now. Stop yeah. doing now. Um, but this is like it's a completely different experience when you you go inside. It doesn't feel as though you're in a game. It's it sounds really stupid, but because you can't see any lines and you can't get any adjustment, and you can look around. Yeah. And anywhere you look, they've literally programmed something to be there. Exactly. So it tracks it your head. So you're actually in it. Yeah. So, and especially with the movement controls as well, like the, the motion controllers, you literally felt like you were the person. And when you're floating around in zero G, yeah. you literally start feeling a bit like, oh, oh, I'm feeling a bit queasy yeah. now as you're like floating around trying to grab the stuff. It was so bizarre, but it was so entertaining. But so bizarre at the same time it's like when we went and um, later on in the day we went and had another go with yeah the they had um, indie developers fair so you could go in and kind of talk about jobs and stuff like that and they had um, one of the universities there had an Oculus Rift set up just with a, a demo kind of yeah, it CGI was, roller coaster it was the Universal, uh, Universal sorry, it was the Unreal um, engine they were saying that they basically can get it to work on the Oculus Rift mm-hmm. so this is what they produced uh, this roller coaster set yeah. like a medieval castle sort of town yeah so it's just Sit on this chair. We're going to put that on you. We're going to put these headphones over you, and the roller coaster will start going. And it was the freakiest thing I think I've ever experienced because put it on, and because it's perfectly 3D and it's right the way around you in your vision, it's in your peripheral vision and everything. And the headphones there, you know, it's full stereo surround. It's just you, you, you start moving and you're looking at, you know, it's tracking exactly with your head. Your brain, all your, you know that it's not real. 
your brain just doesn't seem to be clever enough to know. No. And you're, I spent the entire thing telling myself, do not move, don't move. Like, okay, there's a, there's a drop here. I started, you know, felt myself starting to lean forward. I was like, don't lean forward. People will laugh at you. Do not move. Don't, <laughs> don't grab onto anything. Just stay still. It's fine. And that was, it was all I could do just to not. Like, I I couldn't as move. you as you see me you I was tiny bits literally like I'm pretty sure I w- I would have been the same hold amount. of the chair yep right, grabbing went white. underneath the chair oh my god it was the best way I could describe it is if you live in the UK um, and you've been on Oblivion right that bit where you're teetering over the yeah. edge yeah. but you've got the harness mm-hmm. on you right imagine doing that without a harness without a harness <laughs> when you just start going down yeah. like America is it Shikra uh, in Bush yeah. Gardens yeah in Bush Gardens. Imagine that again with no sort of harness and you just go flying down at a speed mm. and you know you've got nothing to protect you. You can't feel anything protecting you as you're flying down. Oh, my word, it was well and true. It's just weird because when you look down, you see people walking underneath and you're like, yeah. ah! and you're just like flying down. Oh, my Amazing. God, it was scary. So it was good. so good, so clever, though. I mean, obviously, it wasn't as, as high def as what we were sort of hoping it to be, that version. Yeah, I think um, they, they but, got on the cheap. But it was just so good. But you said Surgeon Simulator was yeah the simulator looked everything. really really nice yeah really nice i mean i was i was having a read off about it, it just it's it kind of before i had a go it mystified me that this is suddenly back or why it, maybe not why it's back but why it ever went away why it didn't just carry on improving because you, you think about it 10 15 years ago with these massive helmets you'd put on and you'd stand in kind of this like ring um and you'd have a controller or whatever and but i don't know whether it's now the graphics are that much better that it looks so realistic that it's hard, it tricks your brain a bit more. Mm. Whether it's the fact it's 3D or whether it's the fact as you move your head it tracks as well. Yeah. I think it's a combination of all of that that does a better job of convincing your head. Yeah. Just why it that makes it work so well. Yeah, why that maybe never took off back then. But mm. It was the guy just, playing Team Fortress 2 as well. The guy playing Team Fortress 2 yeah. stood in like the, the ring you used to that's, get yeah. running on the That's spot, another thing. Playing Team I Fortress can't remember what that's called, insane. but... Um, yeah, it was this bizarre thing. Again, it's in the video. Um, basically, he's standing in like a kind of a bowl, um, and the the surfaces of the bowl obviously had kind of motion trackers on and were kind of a slippy surface. So as he, you would walk on it, your feet would just slide underneath you, but you could turn around in three, you know, three hundred sixty degrees. And then he had this belt on that was attached to these wires that went on this track around the ring. So as he turned around, it would track him there. Um, and just amazing. I mean, that that looks expensive and looks a bit clunky. Um, what was quite interesting um, when we talked to the developer, in fact, we'll drop it in in a second, but um, I was asking him about what he thought of Oculus Rift and um, where he thought it was going, and he had some quite interesting things to say about where it's going to take yeah. the gaming, um, especially to do with that. Um, well, the fact so, that um, John Carmack has left ID, well, not left oh, yeah. ID, but he's focusing all his effort Mm. into Oculus Rift as well, which is going to be quite an interesting way yeah. to see what they're going to do. Cause you can you imagine playing Doom? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, that freaked me out. Uh, yeah, any survival horror, hell. something like uh, Outlast. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that would be horrendous. I mean, Amazing. <laughs> Silent Hill, can you imagine a Silent Hill in an Oculus Rift? I would cry myself mm. to, to sleep. There's a lot of scope it. for it, like first-person shooters especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll drop the interview in here anyway. Right, where I'm going to go, um, Surgeon Simulator 2013. Reg is sitting down here with the old Oculus Rift on. Um, we're here with one of the developers. We just wanted to ask, uh, what, what's new in this new edition of Surgeon Simulator? Uh, well, in this particular one, obviously we've had the, uh, the Rift and the Hydra in there for a couple of months. Uh, but what we released uh, on Tuesday was uh, a brand a new update, adding uh, more surgeries to space. So you can now perform uh, kidney transplants and brain transplants in space. Uh, on top of that, we then had a, a large like ARG kind of puzzle that was all hidden uh, with clues and hidden things all throughout the game. So the original game, we, we placed all these like hidden numbers, and, and then you could uh, use like the phone in the game, and you had to like dial these numbers uh, to get like other clues and get new VHS tapes that would give you other clues. And so for the last couple of days, the community had been like piecing together because they needed to get this uh, access code uh, to a keypad that was in one of the space levels. So they were hunting for this access code, uh, and yesterday they finally cracked it, and it, it basically opens the airlock and sends them out into space. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. They, they, then, they then wake up with another VHS tape, 
and they can use that and then they wake up uh, next to a cryogenic pod. They input a code into that, it opens up and there's a, an alien autopsy. So we have this uh, brand new alien surgery. Awesome. And uh, what we've done, because obviously it's an alien, right? So the organs, you know, we don't know what they are. Heart in the knee or something. Yeah. So it can be one of six organs that it tells you to transplant, but it'll have names like Gobbleshaft. So we like, perform a Gobbleshaft transplant. <laughs> and as a player, you're just like, I know what a Gobbleshaft is. So Excellent. So even once the surgery had been unlocked, the player still had to kind of club together and slowly piece together which organ was what and how to actually transplant it. Brilliant. Now, I'm seeing people behind playing it on PC. They've been playing the, the space levels in particular. Red right here now is struggling massively. He's in space right now. Attempt he's got a saw, so he's now okay. just got to take that toward the ribcage and get to work. Excellent. Now, so, I'm, I'm sure you're finding, obviously, it's a completely different game on Oculus because you, yeah. it's getting the accuracy has got to be something you got to work on. But yeah. how are you? I mean, how are you hoping this all turns out? Is uh, Oculus the future for it? Do you think? Um, I mean, it's definitely very interesting. It obviously gets a lot of uh, attention when it's out here. I mean, we've got these Hydra controllers that act as your hands in the game. Now they since discontinued these, but there are some new versions uh, coming out by the same company that actually are all wireless. And the thing is, what's different with those is their little motion control packs are attached to the controllers. They're called stem packs. And you can actually just take those out and get extra ones. Right. Um, so you have two in the controllers, which will perform the same thing he's doing here with his arms. But you can take out one of the packs and attach it to the Oculus Rift. And from that point on, it then tracks your head movement. So if you lean uh, or turn around or, or move in a space, it'll know where you are. So whereas at the moment we have to use the control sticks to move around the room, we can actually have this, we can corner off an area um, and then let the someone like physically walk actually around walk the around. room and actually make it feel like they were in there and, and they can like, yeah. Wow. So that, that's 2014, Surgeon Simulator 2014. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so we're really, we've already, it's on Kickstarter at the moment, we've already backed them. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting our wireless things. And Absolutely. You can guarantee within the first day of getting that in the office, we're going to have, we've been walking around a virtual surgery. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, thanks very much for talking to us, mate. Yeah, no problems. Thanks. So that was an awesome guy who I don't remember his name. Um, Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he gave us free pens. Way. The remember awesome <laughs> pens as well. I love that. Second freebie of the day. Third freebie of the day. Yeah. Um, yes. But then followed just right after that, we were <laughs> we were getting the free pens from um, from Surgeon Simulator crew and chatting away to them. And some guy came up and was like, yeah, you don't want to stay there too long, mate. They're giving away free games over there. We're so like, like, what is Free it? games? He's like, yeah, I just they got the latest Metal Gear. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So we went across and sure enough, we got the Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Rising. Rising for a retweet because we, we, we tweeted um, Konami EU and they went, yeah, here's, here's a copy of um, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, so we both got one. Yeah, amazing. I don't even own a PS3, but I got one. I do. Yep. And it's dead gooder in the face. Because it's free. Well, the PS3 is. Oh, right, right, okay. Not the game. See, ironically, we went to Eurogamer last year and we kind of kept walking past Metal Gear Rising going, yeah, yeah, not really wanting to queue up. All we wanted to play it for was because you got a really nice kind of, um, it was, what did they call it, like the foil poster, didn't you? So nice. Yeah. The li li uh, lithograph, is it called? Something like that, yeah. Like that, yeah. And they, so we played with that, but we just couldn't be bothered queuing. But then um, it got to the end of the day on the Sunday and queues just disappeared to nothing. Um, and we were just, we kind of walked past and we were like, oh, no queue, should we ever go? No, let's not bother. Yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> it just, it wasn't very good. But I'm happy to have a free copy of a game that I can't even play. Sweet. It's good. But there was just, it's I mean, good. everyone just seemed to be in so much more high spirits and everyone seemed to enjoy it. I don't a know lot what it was. This year I, I compared to the previous year. enjoyed it. 50 times more than the year before and it was good the year before I just kind of don't know something about it not just the fact we were there for for, for this and getting to actually talk to people and things and it had a had a point to it rather than just going oh let's see what's new yeah just don't know felt a lot a lot better than last year speaking uh, of new shall we um discuss something we like to call the next generation console oh yeah we had a go of those didn't we? Yeah, yeah we had to play and I must admit PS4, I'm slightly disappointed in. Yeah. From what we've seen, I mean, admittedly, the, the first game we played was Assassin's Creed 4. Yep. Um, so so a port of a, a 
a, a current chess game, game. That's yeah. the only catch. It looked really nice and sharp and high def and everything, but clearly they hadn't uh, upgraded yeah. the character models that much. Things like even like the hair, you could still see that there were like layers of hair and things like that. And I was just like, yeah, it wasn't great. And Same. also and the the, the actual the the pad itself didn't yeah. didn't work the way that he told you it would do. He was like, yeah, if you just want to swipe across on the touchpad, you bring the map up. The map will come up and it's like sound swiped across. Didn't happen. Mm. Swiped across again. Didn't happen. I tried it for good. Touched yeah. the pad so in, exactly and then it was like, oh, set your marker. And I'm like, right, okay. He went, yeah, if you touch the pad in, it, you can set a marker. Went, but if you swipe it, it should open. I was like, well, that's not working. And I was having a quick tinker around with some of the other buttons. And it, the Xbox One pad does it so much better, which I'll go into in a minute. But the PS4 pad let me down. It, mm. it wasn't what I was expecting. The PS3 pad's a lot nicer in my honest opinion. I think it felt quite nice because it's flattened out a little bit. It's not the kind of the, the round pointed bits. They were kind of a bit, I th think it felt a little bit better. Right. But I know what you mean. The, any of the extras, the touchpad, well, I'm sure that makes a difference, but we didn't get to experience it and that's the problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, so some of the other, uh, like the demos here on show that you could play in the PlayStation 4 Arena yeah. looked, looked quite nice. They didn't look as amazingly next-gen as what I'd hoped because we went and you know, we were having to go over and see Knack being played, and they were trying to dick around with the touchpad and the light sensor, motion sensor, etc. Mm. You know, it, it it didn't work as great as what they wanted it to, but it looked quite nice. And then you go across to literally the next pod where Beyond was being shown, which is out, what, in two weeks? Yeah. On the PS3. And that looked just as good. That looked, yeah, if not better. It, I mean, Dave Cage just rocking it again. He's absolutely phenomenal with his gaming. Um, and, yeah, that just looks... And just plays superbly. Like I was stood there, and he's like, "Do you want to have a go?" And I was like, "No, because I know for a fact if I jump on it now, I'm not going to get off." And it's as easy. He's like, "Well, no, there is an end to the demo." And I was like, "I know, but I'll play it again and again." It's only and two weeks. I was just, I was so one. excited to to just have a a quick look at it. As soon as I started doing it, it's like, "You ruin it for yourself, Reg. You ruin it for yourself. Just, just step away now." But it just looked so nice and so different from Heavy Rain that. Again, it's something he always manages to do, despite the fact that his games always have a similar sort of feel when you do play yeah. them. It just looks and just plays completely different. It's it's phenomenal. He's so, so good, so underrated. Mm. Unbelievable. But again, from one extreme to another, um, something that looks absolutely beautiful and quite realistic, um, the latest Ninja Gaiden game, that Yaiba. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Played Ninja Gaiden this Z. wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even know this existed. How insane. But, yeah. It looks really good. This this was a bit of a... I don't think we even set out to play this, but this was a... Oh, no, Q. And it plays amazingly. Really, really yeah. good fun. It's cel-shaded Ninja Gaiden. Basically, you go some guy, Yaiba, um, who was killed by Ryo uh, Hayabusa um, in one of the other titles, apparently. Um, so now you get arisen from the dead, uh, resurrected, and your mission is to kill Ryo Hayabusa. So you go out on there, but the... The design work of the of the bag, everything about it just seemed really fresh, yeah. really nice, and the combos were just mental. It, you could put it on had, there. Yeah, it had the kind of the playability and speed of of Ninja Gaiden, like, uh, well, the, at least the next gen ones. Yeah. Um, but was kind of almost on rails in that the camera was completely guided, and you know, as you went to a different scene, it would move in place. You couldn't control any of that, so you just had your little fighting arenas for killing the zombies. But yeah, for, I I walked up and first go I had on it um, there was about 40 zombies came out and then he ended up with about an 80 combo yeah but the first time I picked up the pad it was, was like, oh that was quite <laughs> yeah it's I, so I crazy <laughs> so so crazy but it was such a good title it's good I like that so, I'm looking forward to that one mm -hmm. looking forward to that when it comes out yeah we are uh, a little only thing I was a little bit disappointed I'll be honest the entire thing was um, watchdogs yeah. That's right. I said disappointed about Watch Dogs. I hear you all gasp. Uh, I was only disappointed because it wasn't playable. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a huge, massive queue. Massive like, queue. Oh, here we go. We'll uh, try and bypass yeah. it and use the old press thing. And then when we, we start getting towards the, the front, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just the Watch Dogs theatre where you can watch gameplay footage and have a little bit of background information. I was like, oh, well, why do I'll that go on YouTube, thank you. And all the <laughs> other games and just watch that on YouTube. Yeah, we can go and queue for four hours to play Titanfall. Yeah, that which, was crazy. Which plays amazing. It 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 just looks it looks really nice. They showed it on the Xbox 360. They weren't doing the Xbox One version, um, but it just 
I mean, as you can tell, obviously, it's you know, it's from the old people that done Modern Warfare, mm. so you know it's going to be a really nice, pretty looking title. Yeah, um, but it's multiplayer only, isn't it? But yeah, story it's, based multiplayer. It's a story based multiplayer game. It's really weird the way because I didn't expect that. I thought it was literally you had the single player missions, you had the the multiplayer missions. But then when we were talking to him about it, and he was around saying it was literally multiplayer only, but you can have mission um, quests and stuff you can do inside it. So it's a bit like in a, not an MMO, but just a constantly online mm-hmm. game. It's really weird the way it's worked out, but it looks stunning, plays beautifully. So that's that's one that's definitely going to be bought on a day one purchase. So, 360, eh? Yeah, hopefully not cost some dust on the old 360. <laughs> uh, that'll be nice. <laughs> um, and now I, I had two highlights of the show. Okay, what are your highlights? Okay, um, first highlight... Lego Marvel superheroes, just so much just fun. No words, just amazing. And it was because obviously, like me and Ash play all of the the Lego games. So even the ones that I'm not that asked about, like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you know, I go out of the way and I end up having to play them, and they are still really fun. But they all play sort of the similar. Yeah. Whereas this one, because you got the different size, um, like Lego pe- people, so you got like the Hulk when he <laughs> hulks out, which just looks stunning. Amazing. It looks so good the way that Bruce Banner actually you can switch into the Hulk and Hulk up as a bigger character. Adds just that little bit more playability to it because uh, he's got that little bit more diverse thing and Iron Man flies around, but they all look amazing. Yeah. They, like Tony Stark just looked superb, and I was just dead happy the fact that I could go Spider Man. <laughs> I was well happy about yeah. that. <laughs> it's awesome in the uh, the. the the, the bit we played, the section we played, we were fighting the Sandman yeah. rather appropriately. But he even had the big Lego hand, uh, yeah. which yeah. was just when, awesome. when the Sandman kind of rose from the sand, which was just made up of little Lego bricks. Yeah, even he was even in the shape of a Lego man, like Lego head and then Lego hands with the kind of yeah. the claw. <laughs> the claw is amazing. It was, it was so good. So, so uh, good to effort went into that. Just, it's the fact that. I don't know, you have a lot of games, it's just, you know, you oh, shoot here, shoot here, go through here, do this, do this, whatever. And then every now and again you'll have a big set piece. I don't know whether this section that they they let us play, which is a big section, was, you know, the same for the rest of the game. But it was just, it was just set piece after set piece after set piece. Yeah, which, it was, so it's it was just, just so like amazing. It was a 20 minute demo that they, we played of it yeah, as well. Yeah, it's great co-op as well, just so good. Um, and the other one, which really... Uh, um, it surprised me in, in that I, I enjoyed it that much. I, I, I thought I had high hopes for it. I thought this will this be pretty good. But just don't know whether it was the fact that we were playing it on really high end PCs, um, the the kind of the headsets and everything. Say, yeah. Yeah. But um, the new Wolfenstein, so new good, order, just amazing. It w- and it was. Uh, it's one of those like we were queuing for it, and the one of the guys who worked on it uh, was was yeah. chatting away to us, wasn't he from from Bethesda? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at the front of the queue, and this guy comes up and he goes, "You are looking forward to playing the game, yes?" In like a German accent, and my instant thought was, "Oh, it's it's you know it's Wolfenstein, James. We're putting on a German accent." So I was about to go, "Yes, we are very much looking forward to playing this game," <laughs> and then and I literally stopped right. I was about to do it and thought, "Wait, is this his real accent?" And as he carried on talking, yes, he was German. Um, so it was just getting all I could do to control it. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. But, but anyway, he was, he was really like he, I thought Massively he was. He it. was doing his normal press thing of like, mm-hmm. this is the greatest. Well, I don't know what accent that was, but he was like, this <laughs> is like the greatest like, Wolfenstein you know that we've had for a long time. Heralds back to its roots. You know, forget all about the rest. This is all about like bringing it back to its prime. And I'm mm-hmm. like. Okay, okay. And he's like, no, if you play first-person shooters, you know, and you're you're really into them, still going on easy. And he's like, because normal or anything upwards is nails. Yeah, well, it's, it's, if you want to get okay. the most out of this demo and see what we have to show you, go on e- easy or something. Yeah, whereas I went on normal. I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. give up normal because I was going to go on hard originally. But it's so nice when you go back up and you open up the, the options to choose your difficulty and you've got the five options and you've all got the funny names instead of it just being, yeah. you know, like easy, super easy, hard, medium, yeah, whatever. Like they've all got their old classic sort of names as well for the difficulties, which is just awesome. Um, but normal was just so hard. It was really good. Like, really good. I did finish the demo, but mm. it, it was a hell of a challenge. Yeah. But it wasn't just it wasn't just running gun, just running, go into a room, there's a bunch of enemies, kill them. Go into another room. There's another bunch of enemies. Kill them. It was just like the um. I don't know if, if if you've watched the trailer, 
the idea is it's in like kind of an alternate um you know history where the nazis won and but they also have like uh, mechs they have the massive robots so to, like the, uh, the the very beginning of the demo you kind of you're in the basement of like a, a building that's just collapsed so you're trying to get through all these kind of windy just um completely trashed corridors and stuff climbing over rubble and things and you turn the corner and then suddenly it's just the wall just explodes out and out comes a mech and he just, just starts shooting at you yeah that with the headphones on and the quality of the graphics on it it's just, so unforgiving as well jumped, that's like, the thing I love. okay I but did. It's it picks part, you up and throws you doesn't it it's part of the team as well that worked on um, the, the Riddick games on the Xbox yes that's right it said um, Starbreeze but no longer Starbreeze yeah so if, you, if you're into that type of if you love the Riddick games and this, this does have a bit awesome. of a feel for the Riddick games play so well it's just so so well, and mm. it it better sell because it's the most underrated title I think of yeah. we played there. Um, the best looking title we played there as well. Even though I mean it was playing on a PC, that's the only thing that kind of makes you think. Well, everyone's going on about oh, what's the next gen going to look like. Look how good it is. Yeah, PCs are, are there already. They're no more powerful than a high end PC. Maybe everyone can't afford a high end PC, yeah. but this looked stunning. Just everything so, about so it, nice. absolutely everything about it. For a demo as well, there was no slowdown. It was just absolutely perfect. And it was manic as well most of the times. So mm. It was just, it was so nice. It did play really, really well. But really good, but definitely, that, that was, the, I think, the best thing I played the entire show. Like, Assassin's Creed 4 was fine, but it just wasn't really anything new. That's one thing that, that, that disappointed me. Um because obviously I've got the love of the Assassin's Creed series, um, mm. and they are really fun. With the demo, they said, right, okay, there's no, there's no missions. You basically just go out in the open world and have fun. I'm yeah. like, all oh, right, okay then. So you start off on the boat in the middle of nowhere. So you've yeah. got to travel a hell of a distance in the 15 minutes you get to play it to go and have a look at anything, unless you do the thing they don't tell you and you press all four top buttons and start mm. select and it resets it, and it takes it back where you can choose your missions. Yeah. So it's like, okay, then I'll do the assassination mission. So yeah. I've done that. And even though it's supposed to to be all completely different with the combat physics, you know they put a lot more into it. They haven't. It's literally plays identical to Assassin's mm. Creed 2, which is a good thing. Cause Assassin's Creed 2 was a lot better than. Plays 3. like that, but more like but, the environments of three. Yeah. Where you're not in a city. So, and the problem with that is I've struggled to work out where I was going in some some parts of it. Right. It's just. You know, it's a bit more linear, but it's just you're in the middle of a forest, and it's really hard to tell. Okay, well, I need to get over there, but wait, there's a wall there, and maybe I jump off here. Oh no, that's just a cliff. Yeah, um, I would, I would struggle to say that there was an improvement over the the previous ones from the bit we played. Mm. It it looked and played like Assassin's Creed. The one thing that threw me is we played it on the uh, PS4, as we were saying before, and the load time was longer than playing any of the Assassin's Creed on. On this generation, yeah. which you would have thought, especially from trying to showcase it, they would have tried to at least try and slim it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But no, the load time was insane, and they still keep the thing which really bugs me of keeping him off in the Atlas. So Edward Kenway is literally he's in the just in the actual pod as you're walking around as you're always doing the load screens. He he's doing that, and you're like, oh, come on, just just load it already, just load it already. I don't want to see him walk around in a in a CGI room. Yeah, it's just boring as all hell and it, we were there for like a good three minutes I reckon yeah that's true just loading it mm. this is next gen we shouldn't be waiting that long for next gen no but same goes for we, we played fours or five so yeah. that that was the like it was quite big queues imagine for Xbox One um, and we thought right if we're going to do at least if we're going to if we only get the chance to play one it needs to be a game that's really going to look the piece, uh, and you know we obviously don't want to waste too much time queuing either. So I think we had a choice of Dead Rising three. Thought well, more of the the same of Dead yeah, Rising. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we um, sat back and we watched it being yeah. played, and it it looks got the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> played that. Got the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've got the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another freebie we got, yeah. and I got the Forza t-shirt um, for the I'm the one that lapped you twice. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Dead Rising three. If you imagine Dead Rising 1 and 2 combined with nicer graphics, you've got Dead Rising 3. Yeah. Plays no sort of different mm. from what we've well, seen. Well, there's Rise, wasn't there? Rise um, looked pretty. That it would have been the, the, nice. the, the other one to go for, but the queues were insane for that. Um, but we queued up for Forza, um, 
and it just it really does look amazing. That was properly like okay, wow. The uh, thing that sold it to me but, was was the pad. Yes, exactly. That's what's that's what's sort of teakering me towards the Xbox One mm. instead of the PS4 because obviously most of my mates are playing on the PS3 at the moment, yep. which is why I've got the PS3 and the Xbox hardly touched. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One pad, as soon as we started, the, revving the engine and the feedback. Yeah. Uh, no no little gimmicks. Like, I mean, I said gimmicks, but, you know, obviously the PlayStation 4 pads, you've got the Move controller built in and you've got the touchpad and stuff. And great. I'm sure they'll add to some games. It's not, you know, there's nothing like that on the Xbox controller. It's just a controller. Yeah. But, yeah, individual force feedbacks on the um, on the actual triggers. And it didn't feel like they had, like, the resistance. You can kind of feel like an Xbox pad now press it and you can feel it kind of scratching you know what I mean yeah so this was just like perfectly loose but you know it just and it handled yeah. so nice and it's just and vroom, the D-pad's awesome to it as soon it. as you go over gravel the, the actual then the ha- the handles bit start shaking individually as well mm. it's like yeah it completely threw I mean again when you play COD on it, it the, the when you're shooting the gun and the trigger goes it feels really nice but it's just it's the whole idea of the pad is just so nice. The fact that they've adjusted the D-pad as well. So now it is literally just the the actual up, down, left, right. No diagonals inside it. All right. Just the eight-way. So good. So you can play beat-em-ups again, Reg. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. But the, I think the Xbox One's probably going to be my one. Yeah. Uh, so it, it no just that intended. one couple of minutes the first time we played on it. And I was like, you know what? Sold. Yeah. That pad is just amazing. Yeah. So comfy. So again, nice. Load times, I thought were pretty long, but it was yeah. weird. It was done in such a way that it was like, pick your car, okay, pick your car, and then it shows you the car, and then it's kind of the cameras rotating around the car to show you it. And it did that for a good couple of minutes. I was like, a start, no, okay, nothing doing right. Maybe this is loading, and yeah, so it, it hit the loading quite well. Yeah, <laughs> it's so just it's like, one thing that means Forza is renowned okay, now for you can it. See it. And that's that's the one downside of Forza is it does always have because there's long... about a billion polygons in just that one car alone. Yeah, but it looks so pretty. So, I went in McLaren P1 and it was just yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god, it was beautiful. Which they had there as well. We were standing right by it while playing yeah. the game. And like, sent yeah. and sent a picture to me dad because uh, I was saying you know I'm going to learn to drive. This is a car that I want. <laughs> and uh, I showed it him. He was like, yeah, good luck on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so nice, so but nice. Even like and there was actual and. Um, damage to the car as well I, I haven't played a racing game in ages where there's proper damage to the car because by the end of it <laughs> me and Dan played it like pod by pod same car same, yeah. same car same race and uh, we went through it all and Dan was like look at that I've got like a few scratches on my car and look at the, the detail looks really nice <laughs> he turned and looked to mine my bumper was falling off <laughs> all like, scratched to hell <laughs> and I was like yep pretty yeah. much some damage I came second <laughs> Because <laughs> you yeah. ran the rest off the road. It was so fun, but mm. that was that played really nice again. Played like Forza, but just looked just out of this world. Mm-hmm. Really did look out of this world. And that was that was phenomenal. But I really, really enjoyed yeah. that. But um, so the other Xbox game we played, not one, but it was on the 360, is Fable Anniversary. <laughs> so Yay. good. Now, I I love the original Fable, um, Fable and Lost Chapters um, as well. Great game, one of my favourite ex- original Xbox games. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd really like number two. Still, really like number three, uh, despite the fact it was a bit, a bit different. But I, I still, yeah. I still liked it quite a lot. Um, but the original, I still think, is the best, and I could quite yeah. happily play it Hands again down. in its current form. Well, that's good. <laughs> yes, because Fable Anniversary is Fable: The Lost Chapters. Exactly. <sighs> Just all next gen up. Um, you know, we could talk about this for ages, but let's. Why not let the lead designer and director on said game tell us all about it, Reg? Why not? Why not? Okay, so I'm here with Ted Timmons at the moment, who is the lead director of Fable Anniversary. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to take a few minutes of time to ask about your new game. Um, obviously, it's one of the biggest games uh, that's going to be coming towards the end of this generation. Which brings in the first question. Obviously, everyone's been pining for this game. Yeah. You've dragged it out, you've dragged it out. You've finally released it at the end of, the, of this uh, lifetime of the generation. Uh, can I ask just why you bring it out on the 360 instead of the Xbox One? Well, I think, I mean, for me, and I, I think, you know, if you ask anyone that worked at Xbox, they'd share the same opinion. I don't think this is the end of the Xbox 360. I mean, sure. Xbox One is our new platform and it looks absolutely amazing. 
Um, but the Xbox 360 is in like 80 million households. There's not just going to be a switch that one that gets turned up. I think the Xbox 360 has actually a really awesome lineup this Christmas. You've got like World of Tanks. Obviously, you've got all the third-party titles as well, like Core Duty. I, I shouldn't probably advertise loads of other titles. But basically, <laughs> we still believe the Xbox has a lot of legs in it. And um, from a Fable perspective, our entire fan base is on 360. Fable 2, Fable 3, Fable Heroes, Fable Journey. And you know we could have put it on the next generation, but it really felt like this is a this is a game for the fans. And you mentioned it yourself. You know our fans have been crying and saying, "Look, we want this game. It's almost 10 years." So if we had put it on Xbox One, they might have just been a little bit upset because you know they, they've won it on their shelf. They have just this one this yeah. one slot. So uh, I'm really really pleased that we have brought it to Xbox 360 and that we prove that the platform still has a lot of life left in it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things I know you're a massive fan of as well is your collector editions. Yeah. Um, so obviously you'd brought an amazing collector edition out for Fable 3. Oh man, yeah. Any any plans for Fable Anniversary? I mean, we don't have any plans because um, for us we don't have an official price yet but it's not going to be a full retail release like for us this is this this is something we're giving to like back to the fans and we're saying look we know you guys want this but i would say that we are definitely looking into what we can do in that price range you know i'm a collector as you know yeah. i will champion that and i'll bore people to tears with my demands uh so yeah i'd love to we'll see what happens no promises we'll just uh, we'll yeah. see what happens so that, that's amazing. I mean, obviously, I'd love to have a statue of a chicken. I think that would just be legendary. I love it. Um, but obviously, like you said, it's going to be the anniversary for it. So you put a hell of a lot of work into it, especially if it's not going to be a full retail title. I mean, you're now using the Unreal Engine instead yes. of, obviously, your own Fable Engine. Can I just ask what the perks are of working with the Unreal Engine instead of using your own engine? Well, the, the, what we've actually got is we still do have the original engine running, and that's what keeps it feeling like Fable. So all of the combat, all of the game code, that's all still ticking over in the background that all of our talent programmers wrote 10 years ago right um, but we used Unreal because what Unreal is can be really good at in fact amazing at is that you can take old game codes and use Unreal to do all the rendering and all the post-processing that comes with right. it so the reason it looks so incredible and some people come over to us actually saying is this an Xbox one game it looks amazing and obviously it's it Xbox 360 but we're really you know this this is a great time in the Xbox life cycle where you are seeing um, the Xbox 360 really being pushed. Obviously, Grand Theft Auto also looks yeah. incredible. There is so much you can get out of an Xbox 360, and Unreal really lets us pull out the best in it. Yeah. I think one of the main features that I'm really enticed about, and hopefully you can describe a little bit more about, is the Smart Glass feature yeah. uh, that you brought into it, because it uses the old, you can see the old maps yeah. um, and the old character bios. Um, so what, what's the plan? Is it you're going to be able to use this as a world map to yeah. walk around with, or what's so, the integration? So I was a tester on the original title, and I loved the world map, and I loved just, you know, I could sit there and just play with the world map, and just, it's really, I love, I love games that just have created these unique worlds, and then they have this lovely map that we've completely read, like, it's the same map, but obviously it's now in high definition, we've tried to add a yeah. few little Easter eggs here and there. So now that I'm the lead designer, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm also like part caretaker. You know, I know the game very well from uh, 10 years ago, from testing it 10 years ago. So really, I'm carrying the torch for the whole team that has ever worked on Fable. So when Microsoft announced Smart Glass, um, for me, I love technology. So it's just like, oh, my God, I want to make something with Smart Glass. That was like my, yeah. my first gut reaction. Um, and then we all got given, uh, which is very nice in Microsoft, they gave us all uh, Windows surfaces. And they're really good to connect with Smart Glass. You obviously yeah. can connect to your Xbox. I started playing with it. I was like, OK, let's get a map together. So we, we, we've got a great relationship with Prima, the guys that make strategy guides. Yeah. And they're working on our strategy guide for Fable Anniversary. I just said to them, what about you know, us doing uh, Xbox Smart Glass you know, app? And they were like, oh, man, we'd love to do that. So we're actually working really closely to also put in some uh, strategy guide content. Because obviously the idea that what the process that people currently do, get stuck in a game, go to the PC or whatever, get their phone, they go online, they search through like loads of forums or like game facts, and it just takes forever. I love the idea that someone can just get their phone out, they've connected to their Xbox, and they've just got what they need yeah. right then and there. And I think that's something that's really special, and I hope it's something that you know, players will appreciate when they play at home. Brilliant. Um, so apart from the smart glass feature you've now put in, obviously it's using a brand new engine. Yeah. What else can we expect that we might not have seen before yet Loads. in this Fable? Loads. Honestly, it's a, it really is a full remaster. I mean, we haven't talked about audio. If there's any audio files out there, if that's going to be something that I think they're really going to pick up on. Russell Shaw, the original composer, still at Lionhead, still obviously composed all of our music. Uh, in his words, Fable Anniversary is how he wished it sounded 10 years ago. Uh, we've wow. got surround sound. He's been back and re-orchestrated and... Uh, uncompressed, you know, properly. This is as he would have wanted it to have sounded. Uh, then we've got 
uh, widescreen. You know, obviously now it's not a big deal, but 10 years ago that was a, a huge, a huge deal. The save system in the original game wasn't the best ever. Uh, that's a polite way of putting it. Um, so uh, we've revisited that. We've now put in a really cool checkpointing system. As you play through the quest, you'll get loads of checkpoints. You can save at any point and it will reload. Oh, right, okay. Um, use, I'm just going to blitz through them because there's so many. Uh, user interface, uh, we've redesigned the entire interface. Again, the original one was a little slow, could be clunky at times. Um, Number one thing for us was speed. It's really efficient, uh, not just in the, the, how quickly the pages turn, uh, but also in just where we've placed everything. We want it to be, you know, if you go to equipment, where do you then want everything to be laid out? So we've laid everything out as intuitively as, it, as possible. Right. Uh, we've also made it look like a book because it felt like, <laughs> I remember Jenny, our artist, she's actually here today. We were, we were working on this user interface, a little story. Tell me if I cut me short if I go no, too long. No, 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 no. But we were working on the user interface, and I really wasn't happy with it. I couldn't put my finger on why, and this was our first attempt at it. And I just said, like, what if it was just a book? And uh, Craig Oman, our producer, and Jenny Pierce were both like, that's awesome, we should totally do that. So we just scrapped everything we were working on and started from, from fresh. And yeah, now we've got this lovely book that like fully animates, and you go through it all. And, it just felt to me like Fable is a story. And then we showed that to Prima, and they were like, oh, we want the strategy guide to look like the book. So now the strategy guide is based on the in-game book, which controls all the UI. So it's, I think that if you're a really hardcore Fable fan, I think you'll appreciate, or I hope you'll appreciate uh, the effort we've gone to to really tie everything together. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, obviously we've had a, a little bit of a hands-on mini test of it in there, and it plays beautifully. Oh, thank you. Um, it's, it's weird. It, it feels like, uh, like an old family member that you haven't seen for a long oh, time. As soon as you pop on, you know exactly where you want to go, but you've added so many new little tidbits yeah. in there. We've which... had so much great fan feedback. I mean, we had one guy, I did briefly talk about the achievements on the stage. Obviously, achievements we have so much fun with. Uh, and on the stage earlier, I mentioned that we have... Uh, what we call uh, choice-based achievements. And I'll give you a quick example. Uh, one of them is called Definitely Not On Rails. And in this achievement, uh, you can unlock it in one of two ways. You can unlock it by either visiting every single region in Albion, or you can just become morbidly obese. All right. The game will track which one you go, which way you go, uh, so we know, and your friends will know what you've been up to. Uh, but we just thought it'd be really fun to like you know, play on the choice of consequence. If you're a really hardcore Fable fan, you can unlock it essentially twice both ways yeah. Um, but yeah we just had a lot of fun with everything really. I was going to say I can say because obviously you, you also released that competition where like yeah. the user creator oh. could actually have their own achievement I think it was 3,000 submissions like unbelievable everyone I think everyone that was part of that promotion yeah. was just completely blown away by it uh, my boss was like you just need help designing them really don't you <laughs> I was like it would be nice if I didn't have to do them all but uh, I think uh, the achievements uh, you know I always run them past people in the in the studio. We got a whole bunch of, uh, of achievement fans in the office yeah. uh, who I work very closely with on, on every single achievement. And I say, you know, ultimately, would you enjoy unlocking this? And if they say no, or even if it's just a um and an uh, it's gone. Uh, so I think originally the first list of achievements was like 170, and obviously we whittled that down to yeah. 50. So we had, I think, we had a really strong set, and it's really allowed us to make the most of uh, what, we're, what we're given. Yeah, no, I mean, I love, obviously, your, your fan interaction. You can constantly see you all the time on Twitter, in the forums yourself, obviously giving the fan the feedback and giving it as much as what you physically can do. There is only the one thing so far which I know you haven't been able to, to go for, um, and that's, what are we going to be seeing a PC version at all? Oh, you know what? We are Fable fans in the office, and uh, we, we respect and we appreciate that there's a large number of our fan base that are on the PC. But if you make two platforms at the same time, if, you, if, we, if we were to do PC and Xbox, one of them, or maybe both, wouldn't be as good as it could have been if all of the focus was on that game. So we made the, it's a difficult decision to make, but we said we have to focus on the Xbox 360. So our fans expect the best, absolutely no less. So that has been our 100% focus. What I will say is that I would love to revisit that discussion once we have finished the game, along with DLC. You know, all these discussions that we can have once we're happy with what we've made. And I think that's, uh, you know, I hope, the, I hope the fans can ultimately appreciate that and try their best to understand and forgive us uh, we know that the demand is there and we'll try our best. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. So thank you very much for your time, Ted. I'll let you get back to the queue now and run the crowds, but thanks very much. All the best. Thank you. Yeah, so that was Ted Timmons. He was awesome. And everyone at Lionhead was yeah, awesome. He was such a nice guy, though. That's what I loved about him. He was just dead friendly and he, he just he, yeah. he wanted to talk more. 
instead of like most people are like right okay you've got like a, a five minute time limit mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to do he was like right just keep going until i you you get sick of my voice <laughs> and you know because i will happily talk and talk and talk until yeah. you've run out of memory or you just had enough of my voice and and fair play to his word he just talked and he was so so great at it he never well, seemed he like heard. anything was forced he didn't really want to talk about a certain thing he was happy to talk mm. about anything about anything I mean, as you heard from the interview you've just listened to now, he he was just dead friendly. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant he, guy. He literally started off playing, um, so as uh, working on the original Fable as, yeah, as, a, a, as a, a tester. tester, and now he directed the the, the remake of it. Really, it's like I mean, um, it's his name um, on Lost. I forget the guy's name. Um, one of the producers on Lost was, just started out as um, he he was on one of the. Um, Alias fan web pages like on the chat rooms and stuff like that. All right. Um, and then he he got in touch with JJ Abrams saying, you know, I love, I've got these ideas and stuff like that. And he was like, uh, okay, come into this meeting with me. And that was the the lost meeting. And just said, right, come on, we've got this desert island show. What can you come up with? And then that's where the ideas started. All right. And then okay. now he's like pulling millionaire producer of all these amazing TV shows. Similar sort of situation, I yeah. guess. But yeah, was yeah. uh, good though. I, 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 and he did say it's going to be a, a bit of a budget title, which is quite good as well. Yeah, which is nice. I mean, he was saying that any any of the footage that we we were playing, as we were playing the game in the yeah. studio bit there, you were saying that was from the June and July build. Um, so what you'll actually get to see, uh, we're going to put up some footage because we we filmed it. But he was saying, if you go on and <laughs> go on YouTube, yeah, it's, it's the best thing to do. Go on YouTube or go on Lionhead.com. Just, just rip some footage and put it. Yeah, in. <laughs> and just just rip some footage and put it in because that'll be the latest build. Anything that's on there will be the latest build on the Lionhead site uh, compared to the footage you see here. You know, but don't get it wrong. And the footage that we watched was just it was perfect. Yeah, I couldn't imagine it being any different. So the fact that it's going to be updated and look even prettier is going to be phenomenal. But it just it was yeah. so nice to go back into Albion again. Just so so nice, and it was like having, you know, just going back to your old memories, your old haunting grounds. You knew exactly where everything should be, but there was more stuff to look at as you go around it, and it was just yeah. it was pretty, so so nice. I think that was one of my highlights. Yeah. I really really enjoyed that. Wouldn't wouldn't talk to us about uh, Fable Legends though. No, <laughs> it's quite understandable. That it was <laughs> their little secret ploy to get us back again. Yeah, because he wanted us back on Sunday, didn't he? So he could show us more stuff, and was like, <laughs> maybe we could try and get that, but. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give up on that. We'll get him next time round, though. Next time, gadget. Next, next time, time, gadget. Yeah, but I think one of my other favourites at Dark Souls Two. Ah oh, yes. Oh my God, that that is hard. That is fun, really fun, but but so hard. Um, again, if you played Dark Souls or Demon Souls, you in effect, I suppose, you would have played Dark Souls Two. Um, it's a very very similar type game but there's a slight other little changes alongside it like every time you die in a certain place there'll be a light that um, that basically hangs like a torch that hangs on the wall there so you can see how many every times you die the room will get more and more lit up which is a, I think a really cool little feature because I needed that so many times on Dark Souls 1 and I also needed difficulty lowered as well at some points um, but Dark Souls 2 starts off fairly simple and I was like, oh, no way, they have sort of brought it down a little bit. And then, boom, just straight back into normal Dark Souls. And I was like, I hate you. I hate you and I love you. This is the worst relationship I've ever had. <laughs> but, yeah, it was so, so nice to, to see that again. Hey. Play in action. Really, really nice. Um, I've been trying to think about this for the last couple of days, what my highlight of the show was. and Boggy B. Yeah, and I'm so torn. I, I mean, I'm so happy that that I've seen Baggy B. Seen the guy in the Shemu hoodie. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy in, in your Shemu hoodie. <laughs> the guy is at insert coin where you bought it from as well, saw it and was like, All right. Yeah. So let's he, give you a voucher. He was he he, he was cockney, so that's allowed. That yeah. voice. But the, yeah, there's just so many things we see. I mean like the murdered game as well, where we've done the little Yeah, uh, shame that wasn't shoot. playable as well, yeah, actually. I'm that. interested in that. Yeah, that looks really, really good. <laughs> but they had a little um photo booth, a, a green screen thing where you um you lie on the floor and pretend to be dead and then you stand up as if you're looking at your body going, Oh no, I'm dead and you're like a ghost. So then they stuck that on their Facebook page which is awesome. So I'll link our photos yeah. onto our site as well because you can see 
exactly how ace we look with that. Yes. Um, one of my highlights as well definitely had to be uh, Cod Ghosts. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> Not Cod Ghosts. It looks and plays like Cod. It's Unsurprisingly. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't... No, with 12% less single player. And 100% more dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. True. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it looks and plays all right. Battlefield 4, again... Yeah, that that was playing on PCs as well, wasn't yeah, it? And so again, again, on PC, like Battlefield Three, just look, just just phenomenal. This just looks perfect, mm. so so nice. I know I'm a Battlefield fan over over card anyway, but this this genuinely looks really really nice. But again, if you play Battlefield Three, you play Battlefield yeah. Four. Do you know what? To hop back to the old Lego game, <laughs> demolition. It's just that's the thing about it. It's that's set piece after set piece after set piece, and looks amazing, and just yeah. So there you go, Lego Marvel Superheroes taking a leaf out of Battlefield's book. <laughs> nice, yeah. It there was a lot of demolition going of in on, uh, on yeah. that. Kind of fair play, but I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed just the experience as well. I think this this year round, everyone seems to be so much nicer, so much friendlier. Yeah. Gutted well, to miss David Cage's uh, yeah. developer speech. Well, we had too much going on. We c- I couldn't believe we fitted in what we did in the day. We just got to the end. We're like. Ugh. We were going to podcast here as well, but I don't want to sit down for an hour and miss anything. So, hence, we're doing this now. Yeah, talking about it. There's so much stuff. I mean, like even like the Nintendo stuff looked really nice as well. Yeah, um, there's just there's, there's so much to fit in. I wish we had the two day that we should have done. Yeah. Originally. Or three or four. Like, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next year, gadget. Yeah, next year. So, yeah. Well, we're talking yeah. about going two days next year as well. Mm-hmm. They? Yeah, they're doing two different events, aren't they? Mm. But doing one earlier in the year, one later on in the year, which would be nice. Mm. Um, they're not giving much more away apart from that, um, but that'd be really cool. Yeah. I think that'd be really nice. Um, the one thing I have read though, which is really, really unfortunate, is Microsoft done a um, like a, a big speech part in like the developer uh, room there and for the Euro, uh, yeah Euro game on Rexpo. Thursday, yeah. Um, and did you hear about the about the transgender um, person he had up on stage? The, the guy who's hosting, presenting the Microsoft um, Xbox One thing just basically ripped into this transgender person going, I don't know if it's a he, she, it, thing, whatever we should call it, and just degraded her live on stage. Okay. So it's really unfortunate part of Microsoft part. They've, they've basically, everything they've tried to do for <laughs> Xbox One, they've managed to mess up. And even when they've like, you know, they tried to get everyone to forgive them, and just take away everything that people didn't like, yeah. they now go and do this as a, as a stunt. And it's just really unfortunate, wow. like really, really unfortunate with what they've done. Um, shocking, in fact, to be honest. Brilliant. But I wouldn't expect anything less from Xbox marketing <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> like, no oh, doubt. Well. But that was crazy. Um, but yeah, I think but probably my highlight, I loved the Oculus Rift. Um, doing the Surgeon Simulator was just crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I'd like to say the highlight was the next gen, but it really wasn't. There was so much on this gen Yeah. that... It still wants to keep you playing, and it's like if you listen back now to the Lionhead interview, when I was asking why you, why you had the um, the Fable on this gen, so at the end of it is going to be like, is it going to be the 360 Swan song? He went, no, it's not going to be dead at all this generation. And looking back and seeing all the brand new titles that are coming out true. on the three and 360, it's a lovely little wrap up. That it's yeah, it's this generation isn't dead. This generation, if anything, is going to go stronger and stronger. Right until the end. I mean, we thought Grand Theft Auto Five looked looked amazing, still plays amazing, and I'm still loving it. But you know, the, the titles like sort of Anniversary, Titanfall, uh, Gran Turismo Six. There's more and more titles coming out that yeah that don't warrant you dishing out 400 quid on a next gen console just as of yet. It's it's crazy. I never thought I'd say it, but yeah, I'm probably going to hang fire. I think, which is weird. Cause usually, it's I enough to keep you going. I yeah. get it on day one, 100%. but. I'm, I'm debating seriously about just sticking with next gen, uh, this gen for a bit. Well, so, you know, next gen. To be fair, there's a, there's a lot of other news we really should re- be talking about, especially quite relevant stuff. But we're going to just keep this to Eurogamer um, and talk about this on next week's show. She might be a week late talking about uh, some of the stuff happening at Steam and whatnot. Uh, especially mm. when we're talking about the controllers. Yeah, that probably would have been the best time to stick it in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I nearly segued into that then. I was like, nope, resist. But um, we'll we'll get something up on the site, seeing every, but we'll have a good talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll have Steve on next week. So obviously, we left him in Eurogamer in the little cosplay section with the Doctor Who fans. He yeah. seems to be quite content there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, anyway, all in all, 
marvellous experience. It was. It and was can't wait for, for some more. Yeah, what's the next thing we got then? MCM Expo in Landan. In Landan Town. Again. Which would be nice. Again. Um, and in fact, it's a fun little weekend. Scarefest on Towers, then Fright Nights at Thorpe Park. Indeed, we're going to have yeah. lots going on um, in October. Things. So the best thing I can recommend to do is follow us on, on yeah, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash g dot e dot e dot k. Dot. Not the yeah, not full stop. Dot. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, which is facebook forward slash g dot e dot e dot k, and you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, yeah, which is I highly YouTube advise forward slash g dot e dot e dot k to YouTube at least because there's going to be loads of these videos going up. We've got so many gameplay footages oh, going on that are yes. going to look amazing. We don't um, talk about Portal Two ever again. Yeah, I think the least we can say about that, the best. That's probably the best. <laughs> You'll find that. <laughs> the best way to segue leave yeah, that way. Um, Reg had to get a controller surgically removed from his forehead. Because mm, I've never actually seen Dan angry. And that was mental. Oh, jeez. You got really angry on that. But we'll we'll let the people watch that instead of mm. us talking about it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we got frustrated on trials, as you you see now, because that's been uploaded. So hopefully you've actually watched that. Yes. But there's a difference between frustration and just Dan's pure full-on anger. Rage, anger. He, and it wasn't even just at the game. It was at me that was playing it mainly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, funny as funny as anything. But uh, now instead, instead of finishing off listening to this last couple of seconds, I say go watch that on YouTube. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Apart from the fact it's probably not up yet, is no, it? No, the Portal one. It'd be a couple of weeks, I think. It, that was <laughs> it's going to take a lot of time for you to edit your anger. I, up. I'm just, yeah. We start watching it. I'm just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I have to go back to it another time. No, but there's lots to put up. We do have lots and lots and lots to put up. I mean, there's, there's so many games that we recorded on there. A bit us being playing, uh, which is really nice. We've got a few more let's plays as well in the uh, bank to put, put on as well. well. That's my fun day off tomorrow, isn't which it? Which is nice. It is indeed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice for you. Yay. <laughs> payday. What do I do on payday? Sit at home on my laptop. Well, I've got Agent Shield to watch, and the last episode of the IT crowd as well. So yeah, I watch Agent Shield, but we'll save that to next time so we can talk about the second week one as well. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I need to. I want to go home hungry. So I've been Dan. I've been Reg. And Steve is dead. And it's time to kick out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>